0: Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. We appreciate you sticking with us through the break. In this segment, we're talking all things home warranties. We've got a guest who is an excellent, excellent guest contributor, Ted Fithian, Area Sales Manager for America's Preferred Home Warranty. Welcome, Ted. Lee, how are you this morning? Good. It's been a while since we've had you on.
1: Yes, it has. I'm glad to be back.
0: Yeah, very glad to have you back. Hey, if you don't mind, I want to get a little bit off script for just a second. And uh, for the last, let's just say, uh, you know, if you go back six or eight months, and then you go back for a year and a half prior to that, uh, being in the home warranty business could not have been a fun business. Because in many cases, that whole, I'm going to call it that whole important element of the real estate transaction was, To me, it's seemingly just left out. Talk to me a little bit about that. Is my understanding of that correct? Uh, And I can't imagine what kind of problems it causes for the industry and for other (laughs) industries associated with real estate when you don't have buyers and sellers really coming to a balanced agreement. Talk to me about that just a little bit.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, It has been an interesting 18 months for the industry as a whole. Um, As you know, and as I'm sure a lot of your audience knows, The last 18 months have been really skewed toward the seller, right? right? Actually bidding wars on homes and you could put a house on the market on Tuesday and have it sold on Wednesday. And as part of that, um, you know, most of the typical transaction components that went into buying and selling were kind of thrown out the window and a home warranty was no exception. So, you know, the, the warranty business has struggled a little bit, especially on the transactional side. You know, most home warranty companies have a consumer direct to consumer division and then a retail side who deals with the the real estate transaction itself so typically in a normal market the warranty is a a very common practice to ask the seller to provide or the agent might provide but over the last 18 months because of the market the sellers weren't really willing or needed to provide any incentive for someone to buy the house and the buyers were not in any position to offer or ask the seller for a warranty so It's been, a, it's been an interesting 18 months.
0: And in many cases, I, I would assume that the sellers were getting advice from their real estate agents saying, hey, in general, we're not having to provide these in transactions. You know, we're probably not having to provide termite letters like we may have had to have do, done in the past. We, we might not have to do any repairs for someone. And I don't know what percentage of transactions typically have a home warranty associated with them. But I would say that that the number of home warranties that we were able to get for buyers over a two-year period was probably cut by three quarters would be my guess. I don't know that that's accurate or not, but it's a big, big deal. Now, my question for you is this. Yeah. You yeah. get into a transaction. So one of the things that I like as a home seller, I would actually want to provide a home warranty for a buyer. I don't know what the average cost of a home warranty is today, but I'd say, let's just call it 550 or $600, something like that. And uh, I would want to provide that as a warranty to the buyer because I would want to give that buyer somebody else to talk to when there's a problem, meaning I would not want them to be focused on me. And as I understand, you have uh, an, an association, you have a you have a relationship with a company that provides errors and emissions insurance, I believe to the brokerage industry and you might have some inside knowledge as to what's happening as a result of there not being home warranties on many of these transactions. Correct. Yeah, and in
1: fact, one of our one of our uh, internal partners uh, does exactly that, provides errors and a insurance to brokerages across the country and because of the fact that warranties were not a big piece of the overall transaction um, litigation against the real estate community increased substantially. I mean, think about it as a home buyer. I've paid X amount dollars over asking price. Right. I didn't get anything, uh, you know, taken care of prior to close. And as I move in, uh, I have things that are breaking. And I'm finding out that I might have had an opportunity to have a five or $600, for lack of better terms, policy to cover some system failures that might occur and that was never brought up or never provided. So who was my best friend who helped me find my dream house six weeks ago is now my worst enemy
0: <laughs> who let me. And I should not laugh by the way, cause it's not funny, but that is what happens. And if you're listening and you're a real estate professional, you know, I, I would say in the state of Georgia, you probably don't really have any liability because the state of Georgia is a buyer beware state, but it doesn't keep people from filing claims against you. It doesn't keep people from saying, Hey, you should have told me. And the reality is, is when the market is, is one-sided or balanced, you know, a real estate agent's job in my opinion is to educate the consumer on everything they need to know. So Ted, if I were working with you as a buyer, you know, during the, you know, pan- pandemic fueled market, I would have said, "Hey, typically you would get a this and a this and a this and a this." In a transaction, we might not get that today, but it could be something that you want to think about actually getting for yourself. If we can't get the seller to ask for it, and I understand, by the way, if you're a real estate agent and you're you're listening, thinking, "Hey, wait a minute," it's almost like they're sitting in judgment of me. We Ted and I both understand why you would not have asked for it, because in many cases, it might have kept your buyer from getting the home. Um, so my suggestion is, now that the market normalizes, I think it's probably good to get a home warranty. Ted, what is the difference between a home Home warranty and a, a homeowner's insurance policy. What's the difference in those two?
1: Right, good question. And a lot of consumers do get some con- confusion there. So the 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 homeowner's insurance will cover itself for for lack of better terms, kind of act of nature or act of God. So yep. wind, fire, flood, and contents insurance, such as your jewelry and all of that fun stuff, is usually covered beneath the, the homeowner's insurance policy. Right. Right. The warranty. The home warranty covers the five major systems themselves in the house, so we like to use the acronym PEACH, which is simply stands for plumbing, the electrical, the appliances in the kitchen, so your dishwasher, microwave, refrigerator, etc., and then the C and the H typically stand for cooling and heating. Cooling and so, heating. Yep. So those five major systems, along with Some of the other smaller things, garage door openers, those sort of ancillary things are typically covered underneath the home warranty.
0: For one thing, uh, just for clarification, you mentioned that sometimes homeowners insurance covers flooding, and sometimes it will, but that you have to have additional coverage, by the way, and I learned the hard way in 2009 in Metro Atlanta that I don't have any flooding coverage for my house with a regular insurance policy unless I have a flood addendum or whatever it is called, so just that for clarification. So, if you want your plumbing, your electrical, your um, your appliances, your heating and cooling systems covered, really the only way to do that is through a home warranty, unless it's a new home. And then maybe the first couple of years are covered by the manufacturer or the builder or however that works. And then after that, certainly need a warranty after that. So um, is, right. is, is, is there? are there different types of warranties for number one, an existing homeowner versus someone who is buying a home? How does that work?
1: Yeah, so, so typically, if you're an existing homeowner and you want to purchase a warranty, the, the product is typically the same, but you would have a waiting period normally, because believe it or not, people tend to think about buying home warranties when they know their stuff is going to break. Uh,
0: or 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 after. Or after it yeah, breaks. Or after.
1: Exactly right. So so typically, if you're an existing homeowner, you'll have a waiting period. The policy might cover the same items. If you're purchasing, you're going to have, basically, the coverage will become effective on the date you close, And the cost will be a little bit less because most people that are purchasing homes will have an inspection that had been recently done. Right. So, from a warranty standpoint, the risk is a little bit less because of that inspection that was recently done versus having a current homeowner that just wants to buy one on their own.
0: Interesting. So, uh, by the way, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920. I'm Cleve Gaddis, host of this show, and I'm joined on the air today by Ted Fithian, who's an area sales manager for America's Preferred Home Warranty Company. Um, America's Preferred Home Warranty Company is our preferred home warranty company. If someone need to reach you, Ted, how would they get in touch with you? Uh,
1: probably the best way would be simply go to our website, which okay. is aph. That's short for americaspreferredhomewarranty.com. And there's an area that You can either purchase as a consumer uh, or if you're looking for your area sales manager, you can simply go online and and find us in that way as well.
0: A-P-H-W dot net america.com dot dot com, america's preferred home warranty.com a p h w.com okay so what is the average cost of a home warranty through your firm we've only got about two and a half minutes left in the segment i'd like to talk about how the warranties that your firm offers are have a little bit of a different twist than most of the uh home warranties offered in the market today
1: yeah, that's correct. And, and just to start with your first part of your question, right, uh, you can range anywhere from $500 up to even $1,000 depending on what you put into it. On if the size really of have, the home. Yeah, the size of the home where you could have some pool coverage, that sort of thing. So right. there's items you can add. Uh, the, the the interesting piece of, of w- the way we do our business is under a traditional warranty company, those warranty companies tr- traditionally go out and contract with plumbers and electricians to be part of their network Right. Uh, model we don't do that we simply let the homeowner choose their own contractor and then we simply reimburse the homeowner directly or the contractor if they will you know if they will take a a credit card or provide us what we need in order to do that so the model with us uh, eliminates a lot of the typical issues you might have with a regular home warranty company where that contractor is now working for the consumer not for the warranty company. It just, it just, it just seems to simplify the process a little bit more.
0: And Ted, I look at that as a huge benefit. I've had home warranties uh, on my home for years and years, and and for uh, quite a while. I had it from your competitor because I, I didn't even know you existed, and you might not have. Um, and the reality is, is, is. <laughs> And this is going to sound terrible, but it sound it seemed to me like they picked the worst of all of the contractors you could possibly get in an area and sent them to my house. So anything that should have taken a day or two or a couple of hours at max, it would take a month to get it done. And then it got into a, almost a stalemate, a war between me and the home warranty company trying to get it fixed. And I think the way you do it uh, certainly alleviates that problem. What would be, and we've only got about 40 seconds left in the segment, what would be some additional coverages that a buyer might might not think about that they should think about I would say roof might be one of those but I'm not sure how the insurance pol- uh, the homeowner's home warranty policy works.
1: Yeah, most most home warranty companies do provide some optional roof coverage. It's fairly limited, but okay. typically what you'll find options is things like wine coolers, additional refrigerators, you might have pool coverage, you know, those sort of items um, but one of the things that we do that's a little different is in your air conditioning systems now, we've got two types of refrigerant. One of them, the old R22 is very expensive. Yep. Uh, you can upgrade a little bit and have that coverage should you need that sort of coverage. So so really it's a nice thing for the homeowner to be able to kind of pick and choose all the carte what they might wanna to add to their program.
0: Ted, thanks for coming in. I hope you'll join us again sometime really, really soon. We've gotta take a quick break. In our next segment, how do you choose the right home inspector? And is it a good thing to ask the seller to give you the home professionally cleaned at closing? We've got those subjects and more. Stick with us. We'll be back.